This is Triple H 100.1 FM with Ian Stewart. Good afternoon and welcome again to Rotary Matters. Today we're going to continue our exploration of Rotary, what it is, the good work that it does and how Rotarians and non-Rotarians can get involved. We call the programme Rotary Matters because as you're going to find out over the next hour, Rotary impacts many lives, many causes and many concerns locally and all over the world. Now, uh, I wonder if you ever go to the opera. Well, a lot of people do, and for many of us in Sydney, this entails a visit to the world-famous Sydney Opera House. A wonderful location, stunning design, and the envy of the world. But did you know, you don't have to go to Benelong Point to enjoy the opera. Opera is performed in a variety of settings, including, believe it or not, Pearl Beach on the New South Wales Central Coast. Okay, well, it's not actually on the beach exactly, but nearby in the open air, under the trees, and it's called, appropriately, Opera in the Arboretum. This event has been running now for several years. It's on again next month. And here with us in the studio to tell us all about it is Russell Grove. It's a great story of a community coming together to stage an impressive cultural event all under the auspices of Rotary. I'm very keen to share it with you, so please stay tuned to Rotary Matters. Now, if you're joining us for the first time, let me give you a quick update about what Rotary is all about. It's a worldwide organisation, over 100 years old, and it fosters the idea of service above self. Around the world, there are 1.2 million members, 35,000 Rotary Clubs. So it's a relatively large organisation. Here in Australia, we've got 30,000 Rotarians, 1,100 clubs, with another 270 over in New Zealand. Here in our Triple H catchment area, we've got 10 Rotary Clubs. Our signal does go beyond Hornsby and Coringai, so the number's probably a lot higher. Most Rotary Clubs meet once a week, and they donate their time to a range of very worthy local, regional and international community service projects. So you've got to find Rotarians doing things like fighting diseases like polio and malaria, providing clean water, sanitation and hygiene, saving mothers and children, supporting education, growing local economies and promoting peace. Now, you might locally run into a Rotarian running a food bank for those less able to pay, or more recently, delivering supplies to communities stricken by drought or bushfire. You may run into a student who's here on exchange from overseas, going to a local school and staying with a local family. Or you may run into Rotarians running a fundraising event which is intended to raise emergency shelter boxes to help communities overseas which have been devastated by natural disaster. So, as I said a few moments ago, today we're going to be meeting Russell Grove from Woiwoi to talk with us about opera in the Arboretum. So, as I say, this is Rotary Matters. We've got Russell Grove, um, who's come all the way down from Pearl Beach to be with us this afternoon to talk about opera in the Arboretum. Hello, Russell. Welcome. Thank you very much, Ian, for the invitation. Excellent. To come and talk with you this afternoon about Fanta. opera in the Arboretum. Thank you. And also with me is fellow Taramara Rotarian John Cronley, who's going to give us a hand with the questions. Hello, John. Hi, it's great to be here. Good, good. OK, Russell, let's start with you. Let's begin with a little bit about Woi Woi Rotary Club. Can you just sort of background that for us, uh, when it began and what sort of area you serve? Yes, well, Woi Woi Rotary Club is the third oldest club on the Central Coast, after Gosford and Wyong. And it was formed in 1950. So this year it celebrates its 70th birthday, which is a pretty great achievement for a small community. You can imagine how small the community was of Woi Woi in 1950. Yes. And yeah. you had an enthusiastic group of, in those days, of course, men, uh, to become Rotarians. Mm-hmm. And so how many members, roughly, do you have nowadays? <clears throat> we have had as many as 50. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, at the moment, through transfers, resignations, both voluntary and involuntary, 
uh, we're down to 30 at the moment. Okay. And is this um, equal gender, uh, both men and women? Yes. Uh, it's quite a significant uh, part to play in terms of introduction of women into Rotary on the Central Coast. Uh, up until the 70s or early 80s, Woi uh, Woi was a men's only club. Uh, and they introduced women to the club and some members objected to that as was the case in a lot of places and a new club was formed which was a men's only club when Woiwoi became a mixed club and that's Yamina Beach. So that had a significant effect to put the drawing power because these clubs are all based on the peninsula which on the central coast is seen as sort of quite a separate entity in terms of it's a bit like the upper north shore right and the right. mid north shore yes, yes you sort of don't want to mix too much with those okay foreign people so russell grove um when does your club meet and and, and where <clears throat> we meet on tuesday nights at meeting. everglades country club mm -hmm. at six for six thirty, and we finish around eight o'clock with a guest speaker okay so if anybody wanted to know a little bit more about the club the, I, I always tell my listeners just Google the word Woi Woi, Google the word Rotary, and it'll take you to the club website. Yes, if you Google Woi Woi Rotary Club, Rotary Club of Woi Woi, you'll come across our uh, website. We access our bulletins and our activities. All okay. There. Well, that's what we're going to talk about primarily this afternoon, is the activities. And the one that I foreshadowed in the introduction is called Opera in the Arboretum. So... Um, could you just tell us a little bit about that, where, it, where the idea sprung from and what's involved in, in putting on an opera in, a, in the open air in a, uh, amongst the trees um, at, at Pearl Beach? 14, this is the 15th year that the opera in the Arboretum has operated. So 15 years ago, there was a resident in Pearl Beach named John Greenway who was a, an advocate and strong member of the Arboretum, which is an organisation of, of its own right in Pearl Beach. And Pearl Beach, if, if, for those who don't know, is a very treed area. The trees are very precious to people. And there was an area of land. Pearl Beach wasn't settled actively until the 1930s. Before that, it was quite barren. It was farmland. It had been cleared. But there was a woman who worked for the University of Sydney, uh, Cromelin, her name was, and she left her, she had quite a bit of property and she left it to the community or to the council, actually. And that's where the Arboretum, which is up behind Pearl Beach, existed. So the Arboretum is a, is a, a grove of trees? Yes, it is. And it has a, a what's called the Pleasance. It's very English uh, which is an open area, and right. that's where the actual, the uh, actual opera takes place. So, so, so it's a clearing in the trees. Yes, that's okay. right. And it, it takes about a thousand people, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we it has a there's a sort of a dressing room behind. We have a tent where the orchestra sits and plays, and where the performers perform. And it's gently sloping, so it's it's sort of it's like having. A theatre, really, because it's got a gentle slope. So even if you're sitting on the ground, everybody can see the orchestra at the top. So is it a little bit amphitheatrical? Yes. Yes, OK. John Cronley. This is a huge event. How many do you have in the audience? And how many in the orchestra? Well, up to a 1,000 people have wow. come over the years. Uh, and in the orchestra, the orchestra is very interesting. It's 
We uh, have a relationship with the Central Coast Conservatorium of Music, which is an up-and-coming organisation, uh, and we we have a scholarship which is which is funded through the proceeds of the opera to encourage young string players who have talent to continue with their studies. And the director and musical director and CEO at the Conservatorium is a fellow named Patrick Brennan, and he's an oboist by musical training, but also a conductor. So he conducts the Conservatorium Orchestra, Chamber Orchestra, for the opera in the Arboretum. Is, it a, is the Conservatorium a spin-off of the Conservatorium that we know in Macquarie Street, Sydney? It's a separate entity. Separate entity. It, okay. It's an educational... Yes. ...under the Department of Education, but it doesn't... It doesn't have classrooms like the Conservatorium in Sydney. Right. So you've, New South Wales you've got a location, you've got uh, an orchestra pretty much on tap, and you've got a, a musical director, Patrick Brennan. Um, there'll be some other elements that um, yes, are required. Yes, the musical director uh, or the artistic director is a woman known as Michaeli Archer, and she is a uh, voice teacher at the Conservatorium and internationally acclaimed person, and she, through her contacts, selects and recommends to the opera committee the artists for each opera each year. And this year we have four, two male, two female uh, artists in the names of Julie Lee Goodwin, Daniel Samoji, Jacqueline Dark and John Longmuir. And op- your opera fanatics will know those people. It's, um, John is already an international uh, acclaimed singer. He's, in fact, singing with the Australian Opera during this period of time and coming to us, especially for the Saturday performance. So does he live locally or is he...? Oh, he's actually currently based in New York. Oh. Because of that's where his work is. Yes, yes. Um, Julie uh, Lee Goodwin starred in the uh, opera last year which was first performed in relation to Brett Whiteley. People might recall that there was a a modern opera produced about the life of Brett Whiteley and she starred in that. So she's she's someone of significance in terms of her voice in that she's chosen to to do a lead part in an opera. And the other two, Daniel and Jacqueline, are also uh, have sung in many, sung for the Australian Opera and other state opera companies. uh, So are very well known. John Cronley. Uh, do you have one person in overall charge? I mean, there's a lot of logistics involved there. <laughs> it's uh, I'm the first among equals. <laughs> I, I take on the role of opera convener. It's very difficult for us because John Greenway, who who did this for 14 years, was a very strong personality and uh, took to be frank, took no prisoners and didn't countenance other people's ideas a great deal because he, he had such a strong focus on how he wanted the opera to be. Unfortunately, John was killed in a cycle accident about this time last year, so only about a month, a month before the opera was to be held. So it was put on by the club. This year we're trying to continue that tradition uh, Obviously, it's something which you cannot do by yourself. But as, as is the want for the opera convener, the things that other people don't want to do, 
you have to do yourself if your job is going to get done. It's a bit like any Rotary Club, really. Of course. This is um, uh, Triple H, 100.1 FM. The programme is Rotary Matters. My name is Ian Stewart. We're talking with Russell Grove, who's come down from Wai to tell us about a very creative uh, project known as Opera in the Arboretum. We'll find out a little bit more about the uh, actual repertoire and what's involved in, in staging it uh, after this. Welcome back to Triple H 100.1 FM to Rotary Matters. It's Ian Stewart here with us. Uh, we have <coughs> Russell Grove from Woi Woi. We're talking about op- opera in the Arboretum. Uh, we know where it is being held. John, what's the date of it again? It's Pearl Beach, Cremelin Arboretum. Okay. And uh, we'll repeat that ad- address. Sorry. On the 28th of March, Saturday the 28th of March, between 3 o'clock and 5 30 and you're encouraged to bring along your chair blanket cheese and biscuits and perhaps a bottle of wine all right that sounds all very very attractive but what are people going to be listening to can you give us a feel for the repertoire well the program which is selected by as i said michaeli and and patrick brennan uh, includes a a, a romantic range of well-loved opera favorites as duets from the pearl fishers and lacme flower nesam dorma and uh, intermezzo, as well as more popular modern music highlights from West Side Story. Um, uh, what's the other one? The Climb Every Mountain. Is piece. So it's a mixture, and that tends to be the second half of the program. So it's a bit lighter in the, in the Yes, in the half, second, second half. half. Yeah. But it's, a, it's always a very good mix. The comments that people have made in the past are that, yes, they've enjoyed it. There's not... It's not heavy, long playing opera. It's things that things that people recognise. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. so it's it's very recognisable. They're familiar with them and therefore enjoy them. And then, of course, the great numbers from the music musical shows of the thirties, forties, and fifties. And I imagine a lot of people will sing along when they know these. Yes, they do. Tracks. They do. Now, another feature this year is we have a we always have a special soloist who instrumentalist and this year we're fortunate to have Sebastian um, Hibbard who's a young man 19 years old who was educated at Central Coast Grammar and is a graduate of the Conservatorium of Music on the Central Coast and he's a cellist and he has recently been offered a place at Juilliard School of Music this is the one in New York. Yes, very talented young cellist. Uh, and he'll be playing several pieces. And, of course, young, young talented uh, musicians always attract great smiles and claps from a crowd. People, people are attracted to that. In Pearl Beach, we have a musical festival each year also. Um, and he has been the winner of that in years past as, as quite a young young performer it's probably unfair on some of the young other other young people because he really is a standout talent and he's a local lad he's a local lad yes isn't that wonderful isn't yes. that wonderful he lives at Womberall uh, to what extent do the singers and musicians donate their services well it's under, the reality of course is that you need if you're going to attract uh, well known up and coming artists we've had people like Greta Bradman before, uh, Teddy Taha Rhodes before, very familiar names. Big names. Big, big names, names, yes. And you pay uh, uh, reasonable amounts of money 
to attract them to come. Um, they, they're professional. They need to make a living. So we do need to pay for them. Um, we, we probably pay less than they would, they would charge com- actual commercial enterprises. But it be- the cost to us of the music, and it would be unfair to name what individuals are receiving as um, fees, but the musical fees cost us something like $18,000. That would include the orchestra, the individual artists, the accompanist, the soloists, um, the singing soloists, uh, the artistic direct, the actual artistic, the, the performance in the program, etc., etc. Well, of course, you're never going to get such high quality free of charge. You that, have to, to speculate a bit to accumulate. That's and why you, we need a lot of people to come along and support it. And you indicated about a thousand people can turn about a thousand people. John Cronin. And how many volunteers help with the operation? And when does the planning start? Well, the planning starts on the 1st of April, the year that the last opera finished. And that's what happened last year. Um, because you need to book, book people, book halls, start... You need to book artists very early because they are booked often, you know, two and three years ahead. Uh, depending on where they're performing in the world, etc., etc., and unless you've got a good artist, you don't have a good program, and your opera in the arboretum is not as successful. The whole point of the exercise is to raise money, raise funds for Rotary to be able to carry out its good work, and at the same time, offering people value for money. The tickets are very cheap at seventy dollars full tickets. If you say if you want to be a group booking over ten or you are over the age of 65, you can get a ticket for $67 and young people can come free. Now, that's very, very reasonable for... Such a high quality... High quality, three hours of, of uh, very pleasant atmosphere. OK, so it's enti- the organisers, like yourself, Russell Grove, are doing it on an honorary, voluntary basis. Yes, we're, I'm a Rotarian. Yes. I'm a member of the Woi Woi Rotary Club. And, you, and as we know, Rotarians don't get paid for anything. Of course, of course. And shouldn't yeah. expect to be paid either. That's, that's another very important point. Now, we're talking on community radio with you this afternoon. Yes. Is there a, li- a relationship between the local community radio station in your area? And, well, and the event? fortunately... Um, the local uh, Radio 50 Plus, uh, which is a large... It's community radio mm-hmm. still, but it's, it's a much more entrepreneurial radio station on the Central Coast. Uh, they're supporting us as sponsors and giving us advertising, and we're running a competition for complimentary passes uh, for them in the hope that we'll get some sort of saturation. Good idea. We're using every medium we possibly can. Including Triple H this <laughs> afternoon. Including Rotary Matters, because this matters to Rotary. Good. John this, this is a very big operation, and it reminds me much of the Bobo that we have here. Uh, do you run it t- together with other Rotary clubs? We don't. It's always been done as a separate um, uh, club activity. All members of um, expected to be involved certainly on the day. Um, past history has had members not being particularly involved uh, in the planning stages of it because um, it, it's minute detail that you're looking at. 
you're making sure that people return your call in time to be able to get a deadline for advertising in the program because we also seek sponsorship from local businesses and we get very good sponsorship uh, from various organisations uh, on the Central Coast. Um, I can tell you who some of our sponsors are. We're talking with uh, Russell Grove here from Woiwoi about opera in the Arboretum and it's uh, Russell's indicating strong local commercial support. Yes, Vols- local Volkswagen dealer, uh, Etalong Diggers Club, Bendigo Bank, Brisbane Pr- Waters Private Hospital, Peninsula Vi- Village, Priceline Pharmacy in Woiwoi, uh, Campbell's Home Timber and Hardware, uh, Canwa, Canwa, the piano uh, people, Acom Real Estate, Central Coast Realty, my uh, my eye doctor. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, well, thanks, Russell. Obviously, there's a lot of them, and we won't have time this afternoon to name them all. But I'm sure you're going to acknowledge them live on the day. Oh, certainly at, at the event itself. It's Triple H One Hundred Point One FM. Rotary Mathis is a program. My name's Ian Stewart. Back after this. Tina Arena, poor thing, is in chains, but what a wonderful voice she has. It's Ian Stewart, it's Triple H 100.1 FM, and this is Rotary Matters. A couple of traffic announcements. Pimble, we've got traffic lights blacked out on Monavale Road and Telegraph Road. Um, Also in Pimble, Pacific Highway at Bobbin Head Road. These are busy intersections, so I'm really sorry if you're you're going through there at the moment. Um, And also in, in Kalara at the Pacific Highway and Marion Street. There's a power failure and the traffic lights there are blocked out too. So not a good day to be on the main roads of Sydney. However, it is a good day to be at Triple H 100.1 FM listening to Rotary Matters, where our guest this afternoon has come all the way down from Woiwoi to talk to us about uh, uh, opera in the Arboretum. Uh, John, I, John Cronley, I think you had a question for Russell. Yes, indeed. What sort of support do you receive from local and or state government? Unfortunately, um, we don't have any state government grants. Are there uh, grants that you could apply for, just out of interest? There, there are grants, yes, which are available through the tourist destination. Uh, destination New South Wales. Yes, um, which is an entity sort of a, a part. It's a government entity, yes, but it yeah. it's operates separately uh, from... Uh, from main state government, and of course you're you're in competition with other local activities which encourage tourism. Mm. So nothing coming from them. But what about the local council? No, local council um, is quite strict in the way it 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 presents its grant money. Any organisation which is fundraise has a it's a if it's a fundraising activity, most of their grants you're ineligible to apply for which, to my way of thinking, seems extraordinary. Yes. Um, and the answer I'm, I get from that is, well, that's, that's what our policy is. My answer to that is, well, 
change the policy. I mean, here's an organisation which is trying to put benefit into the local community by its efforts at its own at its own cost and surely some form of support from local government even to go on their website as an activity is not allowable because they are not sponsoring the the, the function but you know why it is short-sighted too russell grove is that um there are tourists who will come for the day to, to the opera in the Arboretum. They're bringing money, they're spending money locally. That wouldn't be the case. So the council ought to be grateful uh, for that, don't you think? Yes, well, I would have thought so. I haven't given up on that, mm-hmm. but it does disappoint me somewhat. Do you know what I'd do? I'd, make, I'd g- give a free ticket to the mayor and the, um, the, the, the clerk of the, of the council and um, sit them in the front row as your guests. No, seriously. And uh, see if, you, if they would be responsive to a gesture like that. And have a look at what Karingai Council do. They're very generous. Yes, I, I, think, I think it's very short-sighted. Because to do that, you would be, they would say you're trying to buy their, their favour. But I, I will not give up. Mm. I mean, I and think... The, the, th- other, the other thing, sorry to interrupt you, is that you, the money that you raise um, goes to the Rotary Club, which then spends that money providing services some of which should be spent in the yes, local area. 100%. Relie- relieving, relieving the council of the responsibility for, for some of that work. So I think you've... Uh, sorry to harp on about it, but I think you've got a, a case here to, to put to your councillors. And um, It's one of my little hobby horses <laughs> at the moment. I mean, for example, um, we are... One of our major funding this year is for Yumina Men's Shed. Now, men's sheds are very important part of communities these days and the Rotary Club is, is in, in Yamina they're building a new men's shed and they're looking for all the support. They now can. just for people who don't know what a men's shed is, can you just summarise Russell Grove what that is? Men's shed is it's an organisation an organisation set up for older men, retired men who perhaps don't belong to organisations perhaps who don't play sport uh, so don't have that opportunity for male interaction and they can come along and they can do nothing, just talk. Or if they're interested in uh, polishing and wood turning, they do that. If they're interested in uh, lathe work on machinery, uh, doing nuts and bolts, they do that. So they might um, contribute those skills or they might learn those skills yes, that's from right. fellows. Teach one another. Fellows in the men's shed. Yes. So some of the funding that's raised through Opera in the Arboretum will find its way to support that. the Yamina men's shed. See, another, another thing is that uh, from uh, evidence I've heard, where men will go into that environment and talk about quite personal issues, health issues and that sort of thing. And a lot of men have found themselves actually seeking medical attention because they were talking to a fellow at the men's shed the other week who'd had a similar problem. He went to the doctor and they were able to fix him up to take away that, that notion that men are either a bit of cowards when it comes to their health and be a rather private about whether or not they speak of it. But you see, what you're talking about is the way that the benefits of what you're doing at the Rotary Club percolate. Exactly. And and knock on throughout the community. The man in the men's shed who is now seeking medical help is no longer such a burden on the community as would have been the the case. Another another one of our funding, as I mentioned earlier, is the uh, $8,000 a year over five years 
for strings, young people playing strings at the Conservatorium. So that is encouraging musical education and culture on the Central Coast. A group of young people who have talent, who may not be able to afford the fees for private tuition. They'll get private tuition for the first part of their course, get established, get their confidence and then go on potentially to have great careers in the musical world. Lots of very, very good important. lots of very good reasons to go to opera yeah. in the Arboretum. <laughs> Um, we'll be back in a moment because I want Russell to tell us again where and when it is and how to how to get tickets. But first, uh, Triple H, 100.1 FM, the programme is Rotary Matters. With us is Russell Grove. We're talking about a fantastic cultural event that he and his committee are staging up at Pearl Beach. Um, now, Russell, uh, tell us uh, the date again. Saturday, the 28th of March. And the time? Three till 5.30, but get there early. Get your place on on your blanket. What's parking like? Parking is available through the village itself. It's a, with you can imagine if you've got eight hundred to a thousand mm. people driving into the village, it's you'll find a parking space, but you just need to be orderly. And we do have an area, reserved area. And how do I book tickets? You book tickets online. If you Google Opera in the Arboretum, two thousand and twenty, it'll take you straight to the try booking site. If you go to Google Roy, uh, Rotary Club of Woiwoi. Uh, you'll, that will take you to the try booking site, but you book them online, print off your ticket, bring it on the day, and you'll be given a wristband uh, to enter the site. Excellent. So this is um, a significant project, I assume, for YY Rotary Club. Um, it's our a, major it's project. It's your major project. One or two other things that you do? Well, we do, it's interesting, sale of Christmas trees. Yes. A very, we make something like $15,000. <coughs> Excuse me. Fifth, about $15,000 a year for that. We also um, uh, run a trifecta, a Melbourne Cup. Oh, yes. These are traditional sorts yes. of things. Yes. And that makes us about $8,000. Good, good. Uh, and we also support Pure Joy, which is a women's empowerment project in Uganda. And that's one of our beneficiaries this year. We're giving setting aside $5,000 for them. So what happens at Pure Joy in Uganda? Pure Joy, they operate craft. They, they sow craft, basically. Mm-hmm. In Uganda? In Uganda and sell it to the local community. And we also sell it here locally okay. at the markets and that sort of thing. It's, uh, it's very colourful. So you're a distribution channel. In a sense, for, yes. For the craft. Because we started it off. You gave the women in Uganda the wherewithal. Yes. The, the, the know-how and perhaps some of the tools to make their own craft materials. Yeah, so bought sewing machines for them. Sewing machines. Bought cloth for them, taught them how to sew, taught them how to cut patterns. Now they're doing that themselves, so they're running their own cooperative. Purpose, how to run your own small business, how to manage, how to budget. <laughs> they're now going into hairdressing. Hairdressing is very important for Ugandan women. Mm-hmm. That will be wonderful business for them. Listeners, what you're hearing about this afternoon is another example of some of the very good work that Rotarians do. We heard earlier on about Opera in the Arboretum, which clearly takes place locally at Pearl Beach. But, you know, this um, uh, Pure Joy project where Rotarians have gone over to Africa, a developing part of the world, taken the skills, taken the resources to allow the locals to forge their own businesses and then to help them with the distribution back here of the craft that is made is just wonderful. And uh, I do congratulate you. Just a couple of other. Purple House 
this year is one of our major beneficiaries and Purple House relates to Indigenous people who are suffering kidney disease. It's established in Alice Springs and goes out from there. It's our district governor's special project this year, Purple House. And we're also giving money to the cerebral palsy research, which is very lacking in research money. Uh, We all know of cerebral palsy, but because there is no cure uh, and unfortunately affects young people who have very short lives usually to live... uh, it doesn't. It's it's not a it's not a sexy charity. No, no. To donate to, I, I imagine there must be many causes and projects that you would like to support. Um, you've indicated some of them this afternoon. The more money that you raise, the more you'll be able to spread it around different communities to their benefit. Another jolly good reason to come to Opera in the Arboretum. Well, as you see, Ian, they are basically local projects, national projects and international projects. Yes, yeah. OK, Russell Grove, thank you so much for coming into the well, studio. It's my pleasure. And uh, we wish you every success with Opera in the Arboretum. Um, sounds like a wonderful afternoon. And um, Thank you so much for coming down and telling our listeners all about it and very best wishes to you and your fellows at the Warboy Rotary Club. Well done. We look forward to seeing you all there. Thank you. Thanks so much. <coughs> This is Triple H 100.1 FM with Ian Stewart. Good afternoon and welcome again to Rotary Matters. Today we're going to continue our exploration of Rotary, what it is, the good work that it does and how Rotarians and non-Rotarians can get involved. We call the programme Rotary Matters because as you're going to find out over the next hour, Rotary impacts many lives, many causes and many concerns locally and all over the world. Now, uh, I wonder if you ever go to the opera. Well, a lot of people do, and for many of us in Sydney, this entails a visit to the world-famous Sydney Opera House. A wonderful location, stunning design, and the envy of the world. But did you know, you don't have to go to Benelong Point to enjoy the opera. Opera is performed in a variety of settings, including, believe it or not, Pearl Beach on the New South Wales Central Coast. Okay, well, it's not actually on the beach exactly, but nearby in the open air, under the trees, and it's called, appropriately, Opera in the Arboretum. This event has been running now for several years. It's on again next month. And here with us in the studio to tell us all about it is Russell Grove. It's a great story of a community coming together to stage an impressive cultural event all under the auspices of Rotary. I'm very keen to share it with you, so please stay tuned to Rotary Matters. Now, if you're joining us for the first time, let me give you a quick update about what Rotary is all about. It's a worldwide organisation, over 100 years old, and it fosters the idea of service above self. Around the world, there are 1.2 million members, 35,000 Rotary Clubs. So it's a relatively large organisation. Here in Australia, we've got 30,000 Rotarians, 1,100 clubs, with another 270 over in New Zealand. Here in our Triple H catchment area, we've got 10 Rotary Clubs. Our signal does go beyond Hornsby and Coringai, so the number's probably a lot higher. Most Rotary Clubs meet once a week and they donate their time to a range of very worthy local, regional and international community service projects. So you've got to find Rotarians doing things like fighting diseases like polio and malaria, providing clean water, sanitation and hygiene, saving mothers and children, 
supporting education, growing local economies and promoting peace. Now, you might locally run into a Rotarian running a food bank for those less able to pay, or more recently delivering supplies to communities stricken by drought or bushfire. You may run into a student who's here on exchange from overseas, going to a local school and staying with a local family. Or you may run into Rotarians running a fundraising event which is intended to raise emergency shelter boxes to help communities overseas which have been devastated by natural disaster. So, as I said a few moments ago, today we're going to be meeting Russell Grove from Woiwoi to talk with us about opera in the Arboretum. So, uh, as I say, this is Rotary Matters. We've got Russell Grove, um, who's come all the way down from Pearl Beach through with us this afternoon to talk about opera in the Arboretum. Hello, Russell. Welcome. Thank you very much, Ian, for the invitation. Excellent. To come and talk with you this afternoon about Fantastic. opera in the Arboretum. Thank you. And also with me is fellow Taramara Rotarian John Cronley, who's going to give us a hand with the questions. Hello, John. Hi, it's great to be here. Good, good. Okay, Russell, let's start with you. Let's begin with a little bit about Woi Woi Rotary Club. Can you just sort of background that for us, uh, when it began and what sort of area you serve? Yes, well, Woi Woi Rotary Club is the third oldest club on the Central Coast, after Gosford and Wyong. And it was formed in 1950. So this year it celebrates its 70th birthday, which is a pretty great achievement for a small community. You can imagine how small the community was of Woi Woi in 1950. Yes. And yet it had an enthusiastic group of, in those days, of course, men, uh, to become Rotarians. Mm -hmm. And so how many members roughly do you have nowadays? We have had as many as 50. Uh Uh-huh. Unfortunately, at the moment, through transfers, resignations, both voluntary and involuntary, uh, we're down to 30 at the moment. Okay. And is this um, equal gender, uh, both men and women? Yes. uh, It's quite a significant uh, part to play in terms of introduction of women into Rotary on the Central Coast. Uh, Up until the 70s or early 80s, Woi Woi was a men's only club. Uh, and they introduced women to the club, and some members objected to that, as was the case in a lot of places. And a new club was formed, which was a men's-only club when Woiwoi Woi became a mixed club, and that's Yamina Beach. So that had a significant effect of the drawing power, because these clubs are all based on the peninsula, which on the central coast is seen as sort of quite a separate entity. In terms of, it's a bit like the upper North Shore right, and the right. mid North Shore. Yes, yes. You sort of don't want to mix too much with those okay. foreign people. So, Russell Grove, um, when does your club meet and, and, and where? <clears throat> we meet on Tuesday nights at meeting. Everglades Country Club mm-hmm. at 6 for 6.30, and we finish around 8 o'clock with a guest speaker. Okay, so if anybody wanted to know a little bit more about the club, the, I, I always tell my listeners. Just Google the word Woi Woi, Google the word Rotary, and it'll take you to the club website. Yes, if you Google Woi Woi Rotary Club, Rotary Club of Woi Woi, you'll come across our uh, website. We access our bulletins and our activities. Okay, well, that's what we're going to talk about primarily this afternoon, is the activities. And the one that I foreshadowed in the introduction is called Opera in the Arboretum. So... Um, could you just tell us a little bit about that, where, it, where the idea sprung from and what's involved in, in putting on an opera in, a, in the open air in a, uh, amongst the trees um, at, at Pearl Beach? Fourteen. This is the 15th year that the opera in the Arboretum has operated. So 15 years ago, there was a resident 
in Pearl Beach named John Greenway, who was a, an advocate and strong member of the Arboretum, which is an organisation of, of its own right in Pearl Beach. And Pearl Beach, if, if, for those who don't know, is a very treed area. The trees are very precious to people. And there was an area of land... Pearl Beach wasn't settled actively until the 1930s. Before that, it was quite barren. It was farmland. It had been cleared. But there was a woman who worked for the University of Sydney. Uh, Cromelin, her name was. And she left her... She had quite a bit of property and she left it to the community or to the council, actually. And that's where the Arboretum, which is up behind Pearl Beach, existed. So the Arboretum is a, is a, a grove of trees? Yes, it is. And it has a, a, what's called the Pleasance. It's very English, uh, which is an open area. And right. that's where the actual, the, uh, actual opera takes place. So, so, so it's a clearing in the trees? Yes, that's right. Okay. And it, it takes about a thousand people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we, it has a, there's a sort of a dressing room behind. We have a tent where the orchestra sits and plays and where the performers perform. And it's gently sloping. So it's, it's sort of, it's like having a theatre really because it's got a gentle slope. So even if you're sitting on the ground, everybody can see the orchestra at the top. So is it a little bit amphitheatrical? Yes. Yes, okay. John Cronley. This is a huge event. How many do you have in the audience? And how many in the orchestra? Well, up to a thousand people have wow. come over the years. Uh, and in the orchestra, the orchestra is very interesting. It's, we uh, have a relationship with the Central Coast Conservatorium of Music, which is an a up-and-coming organisation. Uh, and we, we have a scholarship which is, which is funded through the proceeds of the opera to encourage young string players who have talent to continue with their studies. And the director and musical director and CEO at the Conservatorium is a fellow named Patrick Brennan, and he's an oboist by musical training, but also a conductor. So he conducts the Conservatorium Orchestra, Chamber Orchestra, for the opera in the Arboretum. Is, it a, is the Conservatorium a spin-off of the Conservatorium that we know in Macquarie Street, Sydney? It's a separate entity. Separate entity. It, okay. It's an educational... Yes under the Department of Education, but it doesn't, it doesn't have classrooms like the Conservatorium of Sydney. Right. So you've, New you've, South Wales you've got a location, you've got uh, an orchestra pretty much on tap, and you've got a, a musical director, Patrick Brennan. Um, there'll be some other elements that um, yes, are required. Yes, the musical director uh, or the artistic director is a woman known as Michaeli Archer, and she is a uh, voice teacher at the conservatorium, an internationally acclaimed person. And she, through her contacts, selects and recommends to the opera committee the artists for each opera each year. And this year we have four, two male, two female uh, artists in the names of Julie Lee Goodwin, Daniel Samoji, Jacqueline Dark and John Longmuir. And op- your opera fanatics will know those people. Um, John is already an international uh, acclaimed singer. He's, in fact, singing with the Australian Opera during this period of time and coming to us, especially 
after the Saturday performance. So does he live locally or is he... Oh, he's actually currently based in New York. Oh. Because of, that's where his work is. Yes, yes. Um, Julie uh, Lee Goodwin starred in the uh, opera last year which was first performed in relation to Brett Whiteley. You, people might recall that there was a, a modern opera produced about the life of Brett Whiteley and she starred in that. So she's a, she's someone of significance in terms of her voice in that she's chosen to a lead to do a lead part in an opera, and the other two Daniel and Jacqueline are also uh, have sung in many sung for the Australian Opera and other state opera companies, uh, so are very well known. John Cronley, uh, do you have one person in overall charge? I mean, there's a lot of logistics involved there. <laughs> It's. Uh, I'm the first among equals. <laughs> I, I take on the role of opera convener. It's very difficult for us because John Greenway, who who did this for 14 years, was a very strong personality, and uh, took, to be frank, took no prisoners and didn't countenance other people's ideas a great deal when because he had a. He had such a strong focus on how he wanted the opera to be. Unfortunately, John was killed in a cycle accident about this time last year. So only about a month, a month before the opera was to be held. So it was put on by the club. This year, we're trying to continue that tradition. Uh, obviously, it's something which you cannot do by yourself. But as as is the want for the opera convener, the things that other people don't want to do. Uh, you have to do yourself if your job is going to get done. It's a bit like any Rotary Club, really. Of course. This is Triple H, 100.1 FM. The program is Rotary Matters. My name is Ian Stewart. We're talking with Russell Grove, who's come down from Wai to tell us about a very creative uh, project known as Opera in the Arboretum. We'll find out a little bit more about the uh, actual repertoire and what's involved in, in staging it uh, after this. Welcome back to Triple H 100.1 FM to Rotary Matters. It's Ian Stewart here with us. Uh, we have <coughs> Russell Grove from Woi Woi. We're talking about op- opera in the Arboretum. Uh, we know where it is being held. John, what's the date of it again? It's Pearl Beach, Cremelin Arboretum. Okay. And uh, we'll repeat that ad- address. Sorry. On the 28th of March, Saturday the 28th of March, between 3 o'clock and 5 30 and you're encouraged to bring along your chair blanket cheese and biscuits and perhaps a bottle of wine all right that sounds all very very attractive but what are people going to be listening to can you give us a feel for the repertoire well the program which is selected by as i said mckaylee and and patrick brennan uh, includes a a, a romantic range of well-loved opera favorites as duets from the pearl fishers and lacme flower nesam dorma and uh, intermezzo, as well as more popular modern music highlights from West Side Story. Um, uh, what's the other one? The Climb Every Mountain. Is piece. So it's a mixture, and that tends to be the second half of the program. So it's a bit lighter in the in the Yes, in the half, second, second half. half. Yeah. But it's, a, it's always a very good mix. The comments that people have made in the past are that, yes, they've enjoyed it. There's not... It's not heavy, long playing opera. It's things that things that people recognise. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. so it's it's very recognisable. They're familiar with them, 
and therefore enjoy them. And then, of course, the great numbers from the music, musical shows of the 30s, 40s and 50s. And I imagine a lot of people will sing along when they know these Yes, they do. Tracks. They do. Now, another feature this year is we, have a, we always have a special soloist, who, instrumentalist. And this year we're fortunate to have Sebastian um, Hibbard, who's a young man, 19 years old, who was educated at Central Coast Grammar and is a graduate of the Conservatorium of Music on the Central Coast, and he's a cellist. And he has recently been offered a place at Juilliard School of Music. This is the one in New York. Yes, very talented young cellist. Uh, and he'll be playing several pieces. And, of course, young, young talented uh, musicians always attract great smiles and claps from a crowd. People, people are attracted to that. In Pearl Beach, we have a musical festival each year also, um, and he has been the winner of that in years past as, as quite a young, young performer. It's probably unfair on some of the young other, other young people because he really is a standout talent. And he's a local lad. He's a local lad, yes. Isn't that wonderful? Yes. Isn't that wonderful? He lives at Womberall. Uh, to what extent do the singers and musicians donate their services? Well, it's under, the reality, of course, is that you need, if you're going to attract uh, well-known up-and-coming artists, we've had people like Greta Bradman before, uh, Teddy Tahoe Rhodes before, very familiar names. Big names. Big, big names, names, yes. And you pay uh, reasonable amounts of money to attract them to come. Um, they, they're professional. They need to make a living. So we do need to pay for them. Um, we, we probably pay less than they would, they would charge com actual commercial enterprises. But it be, the cost to us of the music, and it would be unfair to name what individuals are receiving as... Um, fees, but the musical fees cost us something like $18,000. That would include the orchestra, the individual artists, the accompanist, the soloists, um, the singing soloists, uh, the artistic direct, the actual artistic, the, the performance in the program, etc., etc. Well, of course, you're never going to get such high quality free of charge. You that have to... To speculate a bit, to accumulate. That's and why you, we need a lot of people to come along and support it. And you indicated about a thousand people can turn about up. a thousand people, John Cronin. And how many volunteers help with the operation? And when does the planning start? Well, the planning starts on the first of April, the year that the last opera finished, and that's what happened last year. Um, because you need to book. Book people, book halls, start. You need to book artists very early because they are booked often, you know, two and three years ahead, uh, depending on where they're performing in the world, etc., etc. And unless you've got a good artist, you don't have a good program, and your opera in the Arboretum is not as successful. The whole point of the exercise is to raise money, raise funds for Rotary to be able to carry out its good work. And at the same time, offering people value for money. The tickets are very cheap at $70 full tickets. If you, say, if you want to be a group booking over 10 or you are over the age of 65, 
you can get a ticket for $67 and young people can come free. Now, that's very, very reasonable for... Such a high-quality... High-quality, three hours of, of uh, very pleasant atmosphere. OK, so it's enti- the organisers, like yourself, Russell Grove, are doing it on an honorary, voluntary basis. Yes, we're, I'm a Rotarian. Yes. I'm a member of the Woi Woi Rotary Club. And, you, and as we know, Rotarians don't get paid for anything. Of course, of course. And shouldn't yeah. expect to be paid either. That's, that's another very important point. Now, we're talking on community radio with you this afternoon. Yes. Is there a, li- a relationship between the local community radio station in your area? And, well, and the event? fortunately... Um, the local uh, Radio 50 Plus, uh, which is a large... It's community radio mm-hmm. still, but it's it's a much more entrepreneurial radio station on the Central Coast. Uh, they're supporting us as sponsors and giving us advertising, and we're running a competition for complimentary passes uh, for them in the hope that we'll get some sort of saturation. Good idea. We're using every medium we possibly can. Including Triple H this afternoon. Including Rotary Matters, because this matters to Rotary. Good. John Conley. This is a very big operation, and it reminds me much of the Bobo that we have here. Uh, Do you run it together with other Rotary clubs? We don't. It's always been done as a separate um, uh, club activity. All members of um, expected to be involved certainly on the day. Um, past history has had members not being particularly involved uh, in the planning stages of it because um, it, it's minute detail that you're looking at. You're making sure that people return your call in time to be able to get a deadline for advertising in the program because we also seek sponsorship from local businesses and we get very good sponsorship uh, from various organisations on the Central Coast. Um, I can tell you who some of our sponsors are. We're talking with uh, Russell Grove here from Woiwoi about opera in the Arboretum and it's uh, Russell's indicating strong local commercial support. Yes, local Volkswagen dealer. Uh, Etalong Diggers Club, Bendigo Bank, Brisbane Pro- Waters Private Hospital, Peninsula Vi- Village, Priceline Pharmacy in Woi Woi, uh, Campbell's Home Timber and Hardware, Canwa, uh, the piano uh, people, Acom Real Estate, Central Coast Realty, my, uh, my eye doctor. Okay. Okay. Uh, Thanks, Russell. Obviously, there's a lot of them, and we won't have time this afternoon to name them all, but I'm sure you're going to acknowledge them live on the day. Oh, certainly. At at the event itself. It's uh, Triple H 100.1 FM. Rotary Matters is a program. My name's Ian Stewart. Back after this. Tina Arena, poor thing, is in chains, but what a wonderful voice she has. It's Ian Stewart, it's Triple H 100.1 FM, and this is Rotary Matters. Uh, 
couple of traffic announcements. Pimble, we've got traffic lights blacked out on Monavale Road and Telegraph Road. Um, also in Pimble, Pacific Highway at Bobbin Head Road. These are busy intersections, so I'm really sorry if you're, tr- if you're going through there at the moment. Um, and also in, on, in Kalara at the Pacific Highway and Marion Street. There's a power failure and the traffic lights there are blocked out too. So not a good day to be on the main roads of Sydney. However, it is a good day to be at Triple H 100.1 FM listening to Rotary Matters, where our guest this afternoon has come all the way down from Woi Woi to talk to us about uh, uh, opera in the Arboretum. Uh, John, I, John Cronley, I think you had a question for Russell. Yes, indeed. What sort of support do you receive from local and or state government? Unfortunately, um, we don't have any state government grants. Are there uh, grants that you could apply for, just out of interest? There, there are grants, yes, which are available through the tourist destination. Uh, destination New South Wales. Yes, um, which is an entity sort of a, a part. It's a government entity, yes, but it yeah. it's operates separately uh, from... Uh, from main state government, and of course you're you're in competition with other local activities which encourage tourism. Mm. So nothing coming from them. But what about the local council? No, local council um, is quite strict in the way it 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 presents its grant money. Any organisation which is fundraise has a it's a if it's a fundraising activity, most of their grants you're ineligible to apply for which, to my way of thinking, seems extraordinary. Yes. Um, and the answer I'm, I get from that is, well, that's, that's what our policy is. My answer to that is, well, change the policy. I mean, here's an organisation which is trying to put benefit into the local community by its efforts at its own, at its own cost and surely some form of support from local government even to go on their website as an activity is not allowable because they are not sponsoring the, the, the function. But do you know why it is short-sighted too, Russell Grove, is that um, there are tourists who will come for the day to, to the opera in the Arboretum. They're bringing money, they're spending money locally. That wouldn't be the case. So the council ought to be grateful uh, for that, don't you think? Yes, well, I would have thought so. I haven't given up on that, mm-hmm. but it does disappoint me somewhat. Do you know what I'd do? I'd, make, I'd g- give a free ticket to the mayor and the, um, the, the, the clerk of the, of the council and um, sit them in the front row as your guests, no, seriously, and uh, see if, you, if they would be responsive to a gesture like that. And have a look at what Karinga Council do. They're very generous. Yes, I, I think I think it's very short-sighted. Of course, to do that, you would be they would say you're trying to buy their you're trying to buy their favour. But I I will not give up. Mm. I mean, I and think the, 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 the other thing. Sorry to interrupt you. Is that you, the money that you raise um, goes to the Rotary Club, which then spends that money providing services, some of which will be spent in the yes. local area. Relie- percent relieving relieving the council of the responsibility for, for some of that work. So I think you've... Uh, sorry to harp on about it, but I think you've got a, a case here to, to put to your councillors. And um, It's one of my little hobby horses <laughs> at the moment. I mean, for example, um, we are... One of our major funding this year is for Umina Men's Shed. Now, men's sheds are a very important part of 
communities these days. And the Rotary Club is... is in, in Yamina, they're building a new men's shed and they're looking for all the support they Now, can. just for people who don't know what a men's shed is, can you just summarise, Russell Grove, what that is? Men's shed is it's an organisation an organisation set up for older men, retired men, who perhaps don't belong to organisations, perhaps who don't play sport. Uh, so don't have that opportunity for male interaction. And they can come along and they can do nothing, just talk, or if they're interested in... Uh, polishing and wood turning, they do that. If they're interested in uh, lathe work on machinery, uh, doing nuts and bolts, they do that. So they might um, contribute those skills or they might learn those skills yes, from right. fellow... Teach one another. ...fellows in the men's shed. Yes. So some of the funding that's raised through Opera in the Arboretum will find its way to support that. the Umina men's shed. See, if another, another thing is that uh, from uh, evidence I've heard, where men will go into that environment and talk about quite personal issues, health issues and that sort of thing. And a lot of men have found themselves actually seeking medical attention because they were talking to a fellow at the men's shed the other week who'd had a similar problem. He went to the doctor and they were able to fix him up to take away that, that notion that men are either bits of cowards when it comes to their health and be a rather private about whether or not they speak of it. But you see, what you're talking about is the way that the benefits of what you're doing at the Rotary Club percolate. Exactly. And, and knock on throughout the community. The man in the men's shed who is now seeking medical help is no longer such a burden on the community as would have been, been the case. So another, another one of our funding, is I mentioned earlier, is the uh, $8,000 a year over five years for strings, young people playing strings at the conservatorium. So that is encouraging musical education and culture on the central coast a group of young people who have talent who may not be able to afford the fees for private tuition they'll get private tuition for the first part of their course get established get their confidence and then go on potentially to have great careers in the musical world lots of very, very good important. lots of very good reasons to go to opera yeah. in the arboretum <laughs> Um, we're back in a moment because I want Russell to tell us again where and when it is and how to how to get tickets. But first, uh, Triple H, 100.1 FM, the programme is Rotary Matters. With us is Russell Grove. We're talking about a fantastic cultural event that he and his committee are staging up at Pearl Beach. Um, now, Russell, uh, tell us uh, the date again. Saturday, the 28th of March. And the time? 3 till 5.30, but get there early. Get your place on, on your blanket. What's parking like? Parking is available through the village itself. It's a, with you can imagine if you've got eight hundred to a thousand mm. people driving into the village, it's you'll find a parking space, but you just need to be orderly. And we do have an area, reserved area. And how do I book tickets? You book tickets online. If you Google Opera in the Arboretum, two thousand and twenty, it'll take you straight to the try booking site. If you go to Google Roy, uh, Rotary Club of Woiwoi. Uh, you'll, that will take you to the try booking site, but you book them online, print off your ticket, bring it on the day, and you'll be given a wristband uh, to enter the site. Excellent. So this is um, a significant project, I assume, for YY Rotary Club. Um, it's our major it's project. It's your major project. One or two other things that you do? Well, we do, it's interesting, sale of Christmas trees. Yes. A very, we make something like $15,000. <coughs> Excuse me. Fifth, about $15,000 a year for that. 
We also um, uh, run a trifecta, a Melbourne Cup. Oh, yes. These are traditional sorts yes. of things. Yes. And that makes us about $8,000. Good, good. Uh, and we also support Pure Joy, which is a women's empowerment project in Uganda. And that's one of our beneficiaries this year. We're giving, setting aside $5,000 for them. So what happens at Pure Joy in Uganda? Pure Joy, they operate craft. They, they sow craft, basically. Mm-hmm. In Uganda? In Uganda and sell it to the local community. And we also sell it here locally. Okay. At the markets and that sort of thing. It's, uh, it's very colourful. So you're a distribution channel. In a sense, for, yes. For the craft. Because we started it off. You gave the women in Uganda the wherewithal. Yes, the, the, the know-how and perhaps some of the tools to make their own craft material. Yeah, so bought sewing machines for them. Sewing machines. Bought cloth for them, taught them how to sew, taught them how to cut patterns. Now they're doing that themselves, so they're running their own cooperative. Purpose, how to run your own small business, how to manage, how to budget. <laughs> they're now going into hairdressing. Hairdressing is very important for Ugandan women. Mm-hmm. That will be wonderful business for them. Listeners, what you're hearing about this afternoon is another example of some of the very good work that Rotarians do. We heard earlier on about Opera in the Arboretum, which clearly takes place locally at Pearl Beach. But, you know, this um, uh, Pure Joy project where Rotarians have gone over to Africa, a developing part of the world, taken the skills, taken the resources to allow the... W- locals to forge their own businesses and then to help them with the distribution back here of the craft that is made is just wonderful and uh, i do congratulate you just a couple of other purple house this year is one of our major beneficiaries and purple houses relates to indigenous people who are suffering kidney disease it's established in other springs and goes out from there it's our district governor's special project this year purple house and we're also giving money to the cerebral palsy research, which is very lacking in research money. Uh, we all know of cerebral palsy, but because there is no cure uh, and it unfortunately affects young people who have very short lives usually to live, uh, it doesn't, it's, it's, not a, it's not a sexy charity no, no. to donate to. I, I imagine there must be many causes and projects that you would like to support. Um, you've indicated some of them this afternoon. The more money that you raise, the more you'll be able to spread it around different communities to their benefit. Another jolly good reason to come to Opera in the Arboretum. Well, as you see, Ian, they're basically local projects, national projects and international projects. Yes, yeah. Okay, Russell Grove, thank you so much for coming into the well, studio. It's my pleasure. And uh, we wish you every success with Opera in the Arboretum. Um, sounds like a wonderful afternoon. And thank you so much for coming down and telling our listeners all about it. And very best wishes to you and your fellows at the Warboy Rotary Club. Well done. We look forward to seeing you all there. Thank you. Thanks so much. This is Triple H 100.1 FM with Ian Stewart. Good afternoon and welcome again to Rotary Matters. Today we're going to continue our exploration of Rotary, what it is, the good work that it does and how Rotarians and non-Rotarians can get involved. We call the programme Rotary Matters because as you're going to find out over the next hour, Rotary impacts many lives, many causes and many concerns locally and all over the world. 
Now, uh, I wonder if you ever go to the opera. Well, a lot of people do, and for many of us in Sydney, this entails a visit to the world-famous Sydney Opera House. A wonderful location, stunning design, and the envy of the world. But did you know, you don't have to go to Benelong Point to enjoy the opera. Opera is performed in a variety of settings, including, believe it or not, Pearl Beach on the New South Wales Central Coast. OK, well, it's not actually on the beach exactly, but nearby in the open air, under the trees, and it's called, appropriately, Opera in the Arboretum. This event has been running now for several years. It's on again next month. And here with us in the studio to tell us all about it is Russell Grove. It's a great story of a community coming together to stage an impressive cultural event all under the auspices of Rotary. I'm very keen to share it with you, so please stay tuned to Rotary Matters. Now, if you're joining us for the first time, let me give you a quick update about what Rotary is all about. It's a worldwide organisation, over 100 years old, and it fosters the idea of service above self. Around the world, there are 1.2 million members, 35,000 Rotary Clubs. So it's a relatively large organisation. Here in Australia, we've got 30,000 Rotarians, 1,100 clubs, with another 270 over in New Zealand. Here in our Triple H catchment area, we've got 10 Rotary Clubs. Our signal does go beyond Hornsby and Coringai, so the number's probably a lot higher. Most Rotary Clubs meet once a week, and they donate their time to a range of very worthy local, regional and international community service projects. So you've got to find Rotarians doing things like fighting diseases like polio, malaria, providing clean water, sanitation and hygiene, saving mothers and children, supporting education, growing local economies and promoting peace. Now, you might locally run into a Rotarian running a food bank for those less able to pay, or more recently, delivering supplies to communities stricken by drought or bushfire. You may run into a student who's here on exchange from overseas, going to a local school and staying with a local family. Or you may run into Rotarians running a fundraising event which is intended to raise emergency shelter boxes to help communities overseas which have been devastated by natural disaster. So, as I said a few moments ago, today we're going to be meeting Russell Grove from Woi Woi to talk with us about opera in the Arboretum. So, uh, as I say, this is Rotary Matters. We've got Russell Grove, um, who's come all the way down from Pearl Beach through with us this afternoon to talk about opera in the Arboretum. Hello, Russell. Welcome. Thank you very much, Ian, for the invitation. Excellent. To come and talk with you this afternoon about Fantastic. opera in the Arboretum. Thank you. And also with me is fellow Taramara Rotarian John Cronley, who's going to give us a hand with the questions. Hello, John. Hi, it's great to be here. Good, good. Okay, Russell, let's start with you. Let's begin with a little bit about Woi Woi Rotary Club. Can you just sort of background that for us, uh, when it began and what sort of area you serve? Yes, well, Woi Woi Rotary Club is the third oldest club on the Central Coast, after Gosford and Wyong. And it was formed in 1950. So this year it celebrates its 70th birthday, which is a pretty great achievement for a small community. You can imagine how small the community was of Woi Woi in 1950. Yes. And yeah. they had an enthusiastic group of, in those days, of course, men, uh, to become Rotarians. Mm-hmm. And so how many members, roughly, do you have nowadays? <clears throat> we have had as many as 50. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, at the moment, through transfers, resignations, both voluntary and involuntary, uh, we're down to 30 at the moment. Okay. And is this um, equal gender, uh, both men and women? Yes. Uh, it's quite a significant uh, part to play in terms of introduction of women into Rotary on the Central Coast. Uh, up until the 70s or early 80s, uh, Woi Woi was a men's only club. 
uh, and they introduced women to the club and some members objected to that, as was the case in a lot of places, and a new club was formed, which was a men's only club when Warwick became a mixed club, and that's Yamina Beach. So that had a significant effect, the drawing power, because these clubs are all based on the peninsula, which on the central coast is seen as sort of quite a separate entity in terms of it's a bit like the upper north shore right and the right. mid north shore yes, yes you sort of don't want to mix too much with those okay foreign people so ross Allgrove, um when does your club meet and and, and where <clears throat> we meet on tuesday nights at everglades country club mm-hmm. at six for six thirty and we finish around eight o'clock with a guest speaker Okay, so if anybody wanted to know a little bit more about the club, the, I, I always tell my listeners, just Google the word Woi Woi, Google the word Rotary, and it'll take you to the club website. Yes, if you Google Woi Woi Rotary Club, Rotary Club of Woi Woi, you'll come across our uh, website. You access our bulletins and our activities. All okay, there. well, that's what we're going to talk about primarily this afternoon, is the activities. And the one that I foreshadowed in the introduction is called Opera in the Arboretum. So... Um, could you just tell us a little bit about that, where, it, where the idea sprung from and what's involved in, in putting on an opera in, a, in the open air in a, uh, amongst the trees um, at, at Pearl Beach? 14, this is the 15th year that the opera in the Arboretum has operated. So 15 years ago, there was a resident in Pearl Beach named John Greenway who was a, an advocate and strong member of the Arboretum, which is an organisation of, of its own right in Pearl Beach. And Pearl Beach, if, if, for those who don't know, is a very treed area. The trees are very precious to people. And there was an area of land... Pearl Beach wasn't settled actively until the 1930s. Before that, it was quite barren. It was farmland. It had been cleared. But there was a woman who worked for the University of Sydney, uh, Cromelin, her name was, and she left her, she had quite a bit of property and she left it to the community or to the council, actually. And that's where the Arboretum, which is up behind Pearl Beach, existed. So the Arboretum is a, is a, a grove of trees? Yes, it is. And it has a, a what's called the Pleasance. It's very English uh, which is an open area, and right. that's where the actual, the uh, actual opera takes place. So, so, so it's a clearing in the trees. Yes, that's okay. right. And it, it takes about a thousand people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we it has a there's a sort of a dressing room behind. We have a tent where the orchestra sits and plays, and where the performers perform. And it's gently sloping, so it's it's sort of it's like having. A theatre, really, because it's got a gentle slope. So even if you're sitting on the ground, everybody can see the orchestra at the top. So is it a little bit amphitheatrical? Yes. Yes, OK. John Cronley. This is a huge event. How many do you have in the audience? And how many in the orchestra? Well, up to a 1,000 people have wow. come over the years. Uh, and in the orchestra, the orchestra is very interesting. It's, we uh, have a relationship with the Central Coast Conservatorium of Music, which is an up-and-coming organisation. Uh, and we, we have a scholarship which is, which is funded through the proceeds of the opera to encourage young string players who have talent to continue with their studies. 
and the director, a musical director and CEO at the Conservatorium is a fellow named Patrick Brennan and he's an oboist by musical training but also a conductor. So he conducts the Conservatorium Orchestra, Chamber Orchestra for the opera in the Arboretum. Is, it a, is the Conservatorium a spin-off of the Conservatorium that we know in Macquarie Street, Sydney? It's a separate entity. Separate entity. It, okay. It's an educational... Yes. Under the Department of Education, but it doesn't it doesn't have classrooms like the Conservatorium of Sydney. Right. So does. You've, New you've, South Wales you've got a location, you've got uh, an orchestra pretty much on tap, and you've got a, a musical director, Patrick Brennan. Um, there'll be some other elements that um, yes, are required. But the musical director, uh, or the artistic director, is a woman known as Michaeli Archer, and she is a, a voice teacher at the conservatorium an internationally acclaimed person and she through her contacts selects and recommends to the opera committee the artists for each opera each year and this year we have four two male two female uh, artists in the names of julie lee goodwin daniel samurji jacqueline dark and john longmuir and op- your opera fanatics will know those people. Um, John is already an international uh, acclaimed singer. He's, in fact, singing with the Australian Opera during this period of time and coming to us, especially for the Saturday performance. So does he live locally or is he...? Oh, he's actually currently based in New York. Oh. Because of that's where his work is. Yes, yes. Um, Julie uh, Lee Goodwin starred in the... Uh, opera last year which was first performed in relation to Brett Whiteley. You, people might recall that there was a, a modern opera produced about the life of Brett Whiteley and she starred in that. So she's a, she's someone of significance in terms of her voice in that she's chosen to, a lead, to do a lead part in an opera. And the other two, Daniel and Jacqueline, are also uh, have sung in many, sung for the Australian Opera and other state opera companies uh, so a very well-known. John Cronley. Uh, do you have one person in overall charge? I mean, there's a lot of logistics involved there. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm the first among equals. <laughs> I, I take on the role of opera convener. It's very difficult for us because John Greenway, who, who did this for 14 years, was a very strong personality and uh, took, to be frank, took no prisoners and didn't countenance other people's ideas a great deal because he, he had such a strong focus on how he wanted the opera to be. Unfortunately, John was killed in a cycle accident about this time last year, so only about a month, a month before the opera was to be held. So it was put on by the club. This year, we're trying to continue that tradition uh, obviously it's something which you cannot do by yourself but it, as as is the want for the opera convener the things that other people don't want to do uh, you have to do yourself if your job is going to get done it's a bit like any rotary club really of course this is um Triple H, 100.1 FM. The program is Rotary Matters. My name is Ian Stewart. We're talking with Russell Grove, who's come down from Woiwoi to tell us about a very creative uh, project known as Opera in the Arboretum. We'll find out a little bit more about the uh, actual repertoire and what's involved in in staging it uh, after this.
Welcome back to Triple H 100.1 FM to Rotary Matters. It's Ian Stewart here with us. Uh, we have <coughs> Russell Grove from Woiwoi. We're talking about opera in the Arboretum. Uh, we know where it is being held. John, what's the date of it again? It's Pearl Beach, Cremelin Arboretum. Okay. And we'll repeat that address. Sorry. On the 28th of March, Saturday the 28th of March, between 3 o'clock and 5 30 and you're encouraged to bring along your chair blanket cheese and biscuits and perhaps a bottle of wine all right that sounds all very very attractive but what are people going to be listening to can you give us a feel for the repertoire well the program which is selected by as i said mckaylee and and patrick brennan uh, includes a a, a romantic range of well-loved opera favorites as duets from the pearl fishers and lacme flower nesim dorma and uh, intermezzo, as well as more popular modern music highlights from West Side Story. Um, uh, what's the other one? The Climb Every Mountain is piece. So it's a mixture, and that tends to be the second half of the program. So it's a bit lighter in the in the yes, in the half, second, second half. half. Yeah, but it's a, it's always a very good mix. The comments that people have made in the past are that yes, they've enjoyed it. There's not. It's not heavy, long playing opera. It's things that things that people recognise. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. so it's it's very recognisable. They're familiar with them and therefore enjoy them. And then, of course, the great numbers from the music musical shows of the thirties, forties, and fifties. And I imagine a lot of people will sing along when they know this. Yes, they do. Tracks. They do. Now, another feature this year is we have a we always have a special soloist to instrumentalist and this year we're fortunate to have Sebastian um, Hibbard who's a young man 19 years old who was educated at Central Coast Grammar and is a graduate of the Conservatorium of Music on the Central Coast and he's a cellist and he has recently been offered a place at Juilliard School of Music this is the one in New York. Yes, very talented young cellist. Uh, and he'll be playing several pieces. And, of course, young, young talented uh, musicians always attract great smiles and claps from a crowd. People, people are attracted to that. In Pearl Beach, we have a musical festival each year also. Um, and he has been the winner of that in years past as, as quite a young young performer it's probably unfair on some of the young other other young people because he really is a standout talent and he's a local lad he's a local lad yes isn't that wonderful yes. isn't that wonderful he lives at Womberall. Uh, to what extent do the singers and musicians donate their services well it's under, the reality of course is that you need if you're going to attract uh, well-known up-and-coming artists we've had people like greta bradman before uh, Teddy Taha Rhodes before, very familiar names. Big names, big, big names. names. Yes, and you pay uh, reasonable amounts of money to attract them to come. Um, they they're professional; they need to make a living, so we do need to pay for them. Um, we we probably pay less than they would they would charge. Com- actual commercial enterprises but it be, the cost to us of the music 
and it would be unfair to name what individuals are receiving as um, fees, but the musical fees cost us something like $18,000. That would include the orchestra, the individual artists, the accompanist, the soloists, um, the singing soloists, uh, the artistic direct, the actual artistic the the performance in the program, etc., etc. Well, of course, you're never going to get such high quality free of charge. You that, have to, to speculate a bit to accumulate. That's and why you, we need a lot of people to come along and support it. And you indicated about a thousand people can turn about up. a thousand people. John Cronin. And how many volunteers help with the operation? And when does the planning start? Well, the planning starts on the first of April, the year that the last opera finished. And that's what happened last year. Um, because you need to book book people, book halls, start... You need to book artists very early because they are booked often, you know, two and three years ahead, uh, depending on where they're performing in the world, etc., etc. And unless you've got a good artist, you don't have a good program and your opera in the Arboretum is not as successful. The whole point of the exercise is to raise money, raise funds for Rotary to be able to carry out its good work and at the same time offering people value for money. The tickets are very cheap at $70 full tickets. If you, say, if you want to be a group booking over 10 or you are over the age of 65, you can get a ticket for $67 and young people can come free. Now that's very, very reasonable for such a high quality high quality program. three hours of of uh, very pleasant atmosphere okay so it's entire the organizers like yourself russell grove are doing it on an honorary voluntary basis yes we're i'm a rotarian yes. i'm a member of the woi woi rotary club and you and as we know rotarians don't get paid for anything of course of course and shouldn't yeah. expect to be paid either that's that's another very important point now we're talking on community radio with you this afternoon yes is there a, lia- a relationship between the local community radio station in your area and well, the Well, fortunately, um, the local uh, Radio 50 Plus, uh, which is a large... It's community radio mm-hmm. still, but it's, it's a much more entrepreneurial radio station on the Central Coast. Uh, they're supporting us as sponsors and giving us advertising, and we're running a competition for complimentary passes uh, for them in the hope that we'll get some sort of saturation. Good idea. We're using every medium we possibly can. Including Triple H this afternoon. Including Rotary Matters because this matters to Rotary. Good. John Conley. This is a very big operation and it reminds me much of the Bobo that we have here. Uh, Do you run it together with other Rotary clubs? We don't. It's always been done as a separate um, uh, club activity all members are um, expected to be involved certainly on the day Um, past history has had members not being particularly involved uh, in the planning stages of it Um, because it's minute detail that you're looking at you're making sure that people return your call in time to be able to get a deadline for advertising in the program because we also seek sponsorship from local businesses and we get very good sponsorship uh, from various organisations uh, on the Central Coast. Um, 
I can tell you who some of our sponsors are. We're talking with uh, Russell Grove here from Woiwoi about opera in the Arboretum, and it's uh, Russell's indicating strong local commercial support. Yes, Vols- local Volkswagen dealer, uh, Etalong Diggers Club, Bendigo Bank, Brisbane Pr- Waters Private Hospital, Peninsula Vi- Village, Priceline Pharmacy in Woiwoi, uh, Campbell's Home Timber and Hardware, uh, Canwa, Canwa, the piano uh, people, Acom Real Estate, Central Coast Realty, my uh, my eye doctor. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, well, thanks, Russell. Obviously, there's a lot of them, and we won't have time this afternoon to name them all, but I'm sure you're going to acknowledge them live on the day. Oh, certainly. At, at the event itself. It's Triple H 100.1 FM, Rotary Mathis is a program. My name's Ian Stewart. Back after this. Arena, Arena, poor thing, is in chains. But what a wonderful voice she has. It's Ian Stewart. It's Triple H 100.1 FM, and this is Rotary Matters. A couple of traffic announcements. Pimble, we've got traffic lights blacked out on Monavale Road and Telegraph Road. Um, Also in Pimble, Pacific Highway at Bobbin Head Road. These are busy intersections, so I'm really sorry if you're you're going through there at the moment. Um, And also in, in Kalara at the Pacific Highway and Marion Street. There's a power failure and the traffic lights there are blocked out too. So not a good day to be on the main roads of Sydney. However, it is a good day to be at Triple H 100.1 FM listening to Rotary Matters, where our guest this afternoon has come all the way down from Woiwoi to talk to us about uh, uh, opera in the Arboretum. Uh, John, I, John Cronley, I think you had a question for Russell. Yes, indeed. What sort of support do you receive from local and or state government? Unfortunately... Um, we don't have any state government grants. Are there uh, grants that you could apply for, just out of interest? There, there are grants, yes, which are available through the tourist destination. Uh, destination New South Wales. Yes, um, which is an entity sort of a, a part... It's a government entity, yes, but it yeah. it's, operates separately uh, from... Uh, from main state government, and of course you're you're in competition with other local activities which encourage tourism. Mm. So nothing coming from them. But what about the local council? No, local council um, is quite strict in the way it 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 presents its grant money. Any organisation which is fundraise has a it's a if it's a fundraising activity, most of their grants you're ineligible to apply for which, to my way of thinking, seems extraordinary. Yes. Um, and the answer I'm, I get from that is, well, that's, that's what our policy is. My answer to that is, well, change the policy. I mean, here's an organisation which is trying to put benefit into the local community by its efforts at its own, at its own cost and surely some form of support from local government even to go on their website as an activity 
is not allowable because they are not sponsoring the, the, the function. But do you know why it is short-sighted too, Russell Grove, is that um, there are tourists who will come for the day to, to the opera in the Arboretum. They're bringing money, they're spending money locally. That wouldn't be the case. So the council ought to be grateful uh, for that, don't you think? Yes, well, I would have thought so. I haven't given up on that, mm-hmm. but it does disappoint me somewhat. Do you know what I'd do? I'd, make, I'd g- give a free ticket to the mayor and the, um, the, the, the clerk of the, of the council and um, sit them in the front row as your guests, no, seriously, and uh, see if, you, if they would be responsive to a gesture like that. And have a look at what Karinga Council do. They're very generous. Yes, I, I think I think it's very short-sighted because to do that you would be they would say you're trying to buy their you're trying to buy their favour, but I I will not give up. Mm. I mean, I and think the, 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 the other thing. Sorry to interrupt you. Is that you, the money that you raise um, goes to the Rotary Club, which then spends that money providing services, some of which should be spent in the yes. local area, hundred percent Rele- relieving relieving the council of the responsibility for, for some of that work. So I think you've... Uh, sorry to harp on about it, but I think you've got a, a case here to, to put to your councillors. And um, It's one of my little hobby horses <laughs> at the moment. I mean, for example, um, we are... One of our major funding this year is for Yumina Men's Shed. Now, men's sheds are a very important part of communities these days, and the Rotary Club is... Is in in Yamina they're building a new men's shed and they're looking for all the support they now can. just for people who don't know what a men's shed is can you just summarize Russell Grove what that is men's shed is it's an organization an organization set up for older men retired men who perhaps don't belong to organizations perhaps who don't play sport uh, so don't have that opportunity for male interaction and they can come along and they can do nothing, just talk, or if they're interested in uh, polishing and wood turning, they do that. If they're interested in uh, lathe work on machinery, uh, doing nuts and bolts, they do that. So they might um, contribute those skills or they might learn those skills yes, that's from right. fellow... Teach one another. ...fellows in the men's shed. Yes. So some of the funding that's raised through Opera in the Arboretum will find its way to support that. the Umina men's shed. See, if another, another thing is that uh, from... Uh, evidence I've heard where men will go into that environment and talk about quite personal issues, health issues and that sort of thing. And a lot of men have found themselves actually seeking medical attention because they were talking to a fellow at the men's shed the other week who'd had a similar problem. He went to the doctor and they were able to fix him up to take away that that notion that men are either a bit of cowards when it comes to their health and be a rather private about whether or not they speak of it. But you see, what you're talking about is the way that the benefits of what you're doing at the Rotary Club percolate. Exactly. And, and knock on throughout the community. The man in the men's shed who is now seeking medical help is no longer such a burden on the community as what has been the case. So another, another one of our funding, is I mentioned earlier, is the uh, $8,000 a year over five years for strings, young people playing strings at the conservatorium. So that is encouraging musical education and culture on the Central Coast. A group of young people who have talent, who may not be able to afford the fees for private tuition. They'll get private tuition for the first part of their course, get established, get their confidence and then 
go on potentially to have great careers in the musical world. Lots of very, very good, lots of very good reasons to go to opera yeah. in the Arboretum. <laughs> um, we're back in a moment because I want Russell to tell us again where and when it is and how to how to get tickets. But first. Uh, Triple H, 100.1 FM. The programme is Rotary Matters. With us is Russell Grove. We're talking about a fantastic cultural event that he and his committee are staging up at Pearl Beach. Um, now, Russell, uh, tell us uh, the date again. Saturday, the 28th of March. And the time? 3 to 5.30, but get there early. Get your place on, on your blanket. What's parking like? Parking is available through the village itself. It's a with, you can imagine if you've got 800 to 1,000 mm. people driving into the village, it's, you'll find a parking space, but you just need to be orderly. And we do have an area, reserved area. And how do I book tickets? You book tickets online. If you Google Opera in the Arboretum 2020, it'll take you straight to the Try Booking site. If you go to Google Roy, uh, Rotary Club of Woiwoi, uh, that will take you to the Try Booking site. But you book them online, print off your ticket, bring it on the day, and you'll be given a wristband uh, to enter the site. Excellent. So this is um, a significant project, I assume, for YY Rotary Club. Um, it's our a, major it's project. It's your major project. One or two other things that you do? One of, we do, it's interesting, sale of Christmas trees. Yes. A very, we make something like $15,000. <coughs> Excuse me. Fifth, about $15,000 a year for that. We also um, uh, run a trifecta, a Melbourne Cup. Oh, yes. These are traditional sorts yes. of things. Yes. And that makes us about $8,000. Good, good. Uh, and we also support Pure Joy, which is a women's empowerment project in Uganda. And that's one of our beneficiaries this year. We're giving, setting aside $5,000 for them. So what happens at Pure Joy in Uganda? Pure Joy, they operate craft... They, they sew craft, basically. Mm -hmm. In Uganda. In Uganda and sell it to the local community. And we also sell it here locally. Okay. At the markets and that sort of thing. It's, uh, it's very colourful. So you're a distribution channel. In a sense, for, yes. For the craft. Because we started it off. You gave the women in Uganda the wherewithal. Yes. The, the, the know-how and perhaps some of the tools to make their own craft material. Yeah. So bought sewing machines for them. Sewing machines. Bought cloth for them taught them how to sew, taught them how to cut patterns. Now they're doing that themselves, so they're running their own cooperative. Purpose, how to run your own small business, how to manage, how to budget. <laughs> they're now going into hairdressing. Hairdressing is very important for Ugandan women. Mm -hmm. That will be wonderful business for them. Listeners, what you're hearing about this afternoon is another example of some of the very good work that Rotarians do. We heard earlier on about opera in the Arboretum, which clearly takes place locally at Pearl Beach. But, you know, this um, uh, Pure Joy project, where Rotarians have gone over to Africa, a developing part of the world, taken the skills, taken the resources to allow the w locals to forge their own businesses and then to help them with the distribution back here of the craft that is made is just wonderful. And uh, I do congratulate you. Just a couple of other. Purple House this year is one of our major beneficiaries. And Purple House is, relates to Indigenous people who are suffering kidney disease. It's established in Alice Springs and goes out from there. It's our district governor's special project this year, Purple House. And we're also giving money to the Cerebral Palsy Research, which is very lacking 
in research money. Uh, we all know of cerebral palsy, but because there is no cure uh, and it unfortunately affects young people who have very short lives usually to live, uh, it doesn't, it's, it's, not a, it's not a sexy charity no, no. to donate to. I, I imagine there must be many causes and projects that you would like to support. Um, you've indicated some of them this afternoon. The more money that you raise, the more you'll be able to spread it around different communities to their benefit. Another jolly good reason to come to Opera in the Arboretum. Well, as you see, Ian, they're basically local projects, national projects and international projects. Yes, yeah. Okay, Russell Grove, thank you so much for coming into the well, studio. It's my pleasure. And uh, we wish you every success with Opera in the Arboretum. Um, sounds like a wonderful afternoon. And thank you so much for coming down and telling our listeners all about it. And very best wishes to you and your fellows at the Warboy Rotary Club. Well done. We look forward to seeing you all there. Thank you. Thanks so much. This is Triple H 100.1 FM with Ian Stewart. Good afternoon and welcome again to Rotary Matters. Today we're going to continue our exploration of Rotary, what it is, the good work that it does and how Rotarians and non-Rotarians can get involved. We call the programme Rotary Matters because as you're going to find out over the next hour, Rotary impacts many lives, many causes and many concerns locally and all over the world. Now, uh, I wonder if you ever go to the opera. Well, a lot of people do, and for many of us in Sydney, this entails a visit to the world-famous Sydney Opera House. A wonderful location, stunning design, and the envy of the world. But did you know, you don't have to go to Benelong Point to enjoy the opera. Opera is performed in a variety of settings, including, believe it or not, Pearl Beach on the New South Wales Central Coast. Okay, well, it's not actually on the beach exactly, but nearby in the open air, under the trees, and it's called, appropriately, Opera in the Arboretum. This event has been running now for several years. It's on again next month. And here with us in the studio to tell us all about it is Russell Grove. It's a great story of a community coming together to stage an impressive cultural event all under the auspices of Rotary. I'm very keen to share it with you, so please stay tuned to Rotary Matters. Now, if you're joining us for the first time, let me give you a quick update about what Rotary is all about. It's a worldwide organisation, over 100 years old, and it fosters the idea of service above self. Around the world, there are 1.2 million members, 35,000 Rotary Clubs. So it's a relatively large organisation. Here in Australia, we've got 30,000 Rotarians, 1,100 clubs, with another 270 over in New Zealand. Here in our Triple H catchment area, we've got 10 Rotary Clubs. Our signal does go beyond Hornsby and Coringai, so the number's probably a lot higher. Most Rotary Clubs meet once a week, and they donate their time to a range of very worthy local, regional and international community service projects. So you've got to find Rotarians doing things like fighting diseases like polio and malaria, providing clean water, sanitation and hygiene, saving mothers and children, supporting education, growing local economies and promoting peace. Now, you might locally run into a Rotarian running a food bank for those less able to pay, or more recently, delivering supplies to communities stricken by drought or bushfire. You may run into a student who's here on exchange from overseas, going to a local school and staying with a local family. Or you may run into Rotarians running a fundraising event 
which is intended to raise emergency shelter boxes to help communities overseas which have been devastated by natural disaster. So, as I said a few moments ago, today we're going to be meeting Russell Grove from Woiwoi to talk with us about opera in the Arboretum. So, uh, as I say, this is Rotary Matters. We've got R- Russell Grove, um, who's come all the way down from Pearl Beach to be with us this afternoon to talk about opera in the Arboretum. Hello, Russell. Welcome. Thank you very much, Ian, for the invitation. Excellent. To come and talk with you this afternoon about Fanta. opera in the Arboretum. Thank you. And also with me is fellow Taramara Rotarian John Cronley, who's going to give us a hand with the questions. Hello, John. Hi, oh, it's great to be here. Good, good. Okay, Russell, let's start with you. Let's begin with a little bit about Why Why Rotary Club. Can you just sort of background that for us, uh, when it began and what sort of area you serve? Yes, well, Why Why Rotary Club is the third oldest club on the Central Coast, after Gosford and Wyong. And it was formed in 1950. So this year it celebrates its 70th birthday, which is a pretty great achievement for a small community. You can imagine how small the community was of Woi Woi in 1950. Yes. And they had an enthusiastic group of, in those days, of course, men, uh, to become Rotarians. Mm -hmm. And so how many members roughly do you have nowadays? We have had as many as 50. Uh Uh-huh. Unfortunately, at the moment, through transfers, resignations, both voluntary and involuntary, uh, we're down to 30 at the moment. Okay. And is this um, equal gender, uh, both men and women? Yes. uh, It's quite a significant uh, part to play in terms of introduction of women into Rotary on the Central Coast. Uh, Up until the 70s or early 80s, Woi Woi was a men's only club. Uh, and they introduced women to the club and some members objected to that, as was the case in a lot of places, and a new club was formed, which was a men's-only club when Woiwoi became a mixed club, and that's Yamina Beach. So that had a significant effect to put the drawing power because these clubs are all based on the peninsula, which on the central coast is seen as sort of quite a separate entity, in terms of, it's a bit like the upper North Shore right, and the right. mid North Shore. Yes, yes. You sort of don't want to mix too much with those okay. foreign people. So, Russell Grove, um, when does your club meet and, and, and where? <clears throat> we meet on Tuesday nights at meet Everglades up. Country Club mm-hmm. at 6 for 6.30 and we finish around 8 o'clock with a guest speaker. Okay, so if anybody wanted to know a little bit more about the club, the, I, I always tell my listeners... Just Google the word Woi Woi, Google the word Rotary, and it'll take you to the club website. Yes, if you Google Woi Woi Rotary Club, Rotary Club of Woi Woi, you'll come across our uh, website. You access our bulletins and our activities. Okay. Well, that's what we're going to talk about primarily this afternoon, is the activities. And the one that I foreshadowed in the introduction is called Opera in the Arboretum. So... Um, could you just tell us a little bit about that, where, it, where the idea sprung from and what's involved in, in putting on an opera in, a, in the open air in a, uh, amongst the trees um, at, at Pearl Beach? 14, this is the 15th year that the opera in the Arboretum has operated. So 15 years ago, there was a resident in Pearl Beach named John Greenway who was a, an advocate and strong member of the Arboretum, which is an organisation of, of its own right in Pearl Beach. And Pearl Beach, if, if, for those who don't know, is a very treed area. The trees are very precious to people. And there was an area of land, 
Pearl Beach wasn't settled actively until the 1930s. Before that, it was quite barren. It was farmland. It had been cleared. But there was a woman who worked for the University of Sydney, uh, Cromelin, her name was, and she left her... She had quite a bit of property and she left it to the community or to the council, actually, and that's where the Arboretum, which is up behind Pearl Beach, existed. So the Arboretum is a, is a, a grove of trees? Yes, it is, and it has a, a what's called the Pleasance. It's very English, uh, which is an open area, and right. that's where the actual, the, uh, actual opera takes place. So, so, so it's a clearing in the trees? Yes, that's right. Okay. And it, it takes about 1,000 people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we, it has a, there's a sort of a dressing room behind. We have a tent where the orchestra sits and plays and where the performers perform. And it's gently sloping, so it's, it's sort of... It's like having a theatre, really, because it's got a gentle slope. So even if you're sitting on the ground, everybody can see the orchestra at the top. So is it a little bit amphitheatrical? Yes. Yes, OK. John Cromley. This is a huge event. How many do you have in the audience? And how many in the orchestra? Well, up to a 1,000 people have wow. come over the years uh, and in the orchestra the orchestra is very interesting it's we uh, have a relationship with the central coast conservatorium of music which is a, a up-and-coming organization uh, and we we have a scholarship which is which is funded through the proceeds of the opera to encourage young string players who have talent to continue with their studies. And the director and musical director and CEO at the Conservatorium is a fellow named Patrick Brennan, and he's an oboist by musical training, but also a conductor. So he conducts the Conservatorium Orchestra, Chamber Orchestra, for the opera in the Arboretum. Is it a, is the Conservatorium a spin-off of the Conservatorium that we know in Macquarie Street, Sydney? It's a separate entity. Separate entity. It, okay. It's an educational... Yes under the Department of Education, but it doesn't, it doesn't have classrooms like the Conservatorium of Sydney. Right. So you've, New you've, South Wales you've got a location, you've got uh, an orchestra pretty much on tap, and you've got a, a musical director, Patrick Brennan. Um, there'll be some other elements that um, yes, are required. Yes, the musical director uh, or the artistic director is a woman known as Michaeli Archer, and she is a uh, voice teacher at the conservatorium an internationally acclaimed person and she through her contacts selects and recommends to the opera committee the artists for each opera each year and this year we have four two male two female uh, artists in the names of julie lee goodwin daniel samurji jacqueline dark and john longmuir and op- your opera fanatics will know those people. Um, John is already an international uh, acclaimed singer. He's, in fact, singing with the Australian Opera during this period of time and coming to us, especially for the Saturday performance. So does he live locally or is he...? Oh, he's actually currently based in New York. Oh. Because of, that's where his work is. Yes, yes. Um, Julie uh, Lee Goodwin starred in the... Uh, opera last year which was first performed in relation to Brett Whiteley. You, people might recall that there was a, a modern opera produced about the life of Brett Whiteley and she starred in that. 
So she's a, she's someone of significance in terms of her voice in that she's chosen to a lead to do a lead part in an opera. And the other two, Daniel and Jacqueline, are also uh, have sung in many sung for the Australian Opera and other state opera companies. Uh, so are very well known. John Cronley. Uh, do you have one person in overall charge? I mean, there's a lot of logistics involved there. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm the first among equals. <laughs> I, I take on the role of opera convener. It's very difficult for us because John Greenway, who, who did this for 14 years, was a very strong personality and uh, took, to be frank, took no prisoners and didn't countenance other people's ideas a great deal because he, he had such a strong focus on how he wanted the opera to be. Unfortunately, John was killed in a cycle accident about this time last year, so only about a month, a month before the opera was to be held. So it was put on by the club. This year we're trying to continue that tradition uh, obviously it's something which you cannot do by yourself but as as is the want for the opera convener the things that other people don't want to do uh, you have to do yourself if your job is going to get done it's a bit like any rotary club really of course this is um Triple H, 100.1 FM. The program is Rotary Matters. My name is Ian Stewart. We're talking with Russell Grove, who's come down from Wai to tell us about a very creative uh, project known as Opera in the Arboretum. We'll find out a little bit more about the uh, actual repertoire and what's involved in in staging it uh, after this. Welcome back to Triple H, 100.1 FM, to Rotary Matters. It's Ian Stewart here with us. Uh, we have <coughs> Russell Grove from Woi Woi. We're talking about op- opera in the Arboretum. Uh, we know where it is being held. John, what's the date of it again? It's Pearl Beach, Cremelin Arboretum. Okay. And uh, we'll repeat that ad- address. Sorry. On the 28th of March, Saturday the 28th of March, between 3 o'clock and 5 30 and you're encouraged to bring along your chair blanket cheese and biscuits and perhaps a bottle of wine all right that sounds all very very attractive but what are people going to be listening to can you give us a feel for the repertoire well the program which is selected by as i said michaeli and and patrick brennan uh, includes a a, a romantic range of well-loved opera favorites as duets from the pearl fishers and lacme flower nesam dorma and uh, intermezzo, as well as more popular modern music highlights from West Side Story. Um, uh, what's the other one? The Climb Every Mountain. Is piece. So it's a mixture, and that tends to be the second half of the program. So it's a bit lighter in the in the Yes, in the half, second, second half. half. Yeah. But it's, a, it's always a very good mix. The comments that people have made in the past are that, yes, they've enjoyed it. There's not... It's not heavy, long playing opera. It's things that things that people recognise. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. so it's it's very recognisable. They're familiar with them and therefore enjoy them. And then, of course, the great numbers from the music musical shows of the thirties, forties, and fifties. And I imagine a lot of people will sing along when they know this. Yes, they do. Tracks. They do. Now, another feature this year is we have a we always have a special soloist who instrumentalist and this year we're fortunate to have Sebastian um, Hibbard 
who's a young man, 19 years old, who was educated at Central Coast Grammar and is a graduate of the Conservatorium of Music on the Central Coast, and he's a cellist. And he has recently been offered a place at Juilliard School of Music. This is the one in New York. Yes, very talented young cellist. Uh, and he'll be playing several pieces. And, of course, young, young talented uh, musicians always attract great smiles and claps from a crowd. People, people are attracted to that. In Pearl Beach, we have a musical festival each year also. Um, and he has been the winner of that in years past as, as quite a young, young performer. It's probably unfair on some of the young other other young people because he really is a standout talent. And he's a local lad. He's a local lad, yes. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't yes. that wonderful? He lives at Womberall. Uh, to what extent do the singers and musicians donate their services? Well, it's under, the reality, of course, is that you need, if you're going to attract uh, well-known up-and-coming artists, we've had people like Greta Bradman before, uh, Teddy Taha Rhodes before very familiar names big names big, big names, names yes and you pay uh, uh, reasonable amounts of money to attract them to come um, they they're professional they need to make a living so we do need to pay for them um, we we probably pay less than they would they would charge com- actual commercial enterprises but it big be- the cost to us of the music, and it would be unfair to name what individuals are receiving as um, fees, but the musical fees cost us something like $18,000. That would include the orchestra, the individual artists, the accompanist, the soloists, um, the singing soloists, uh, the artistic direct, the actual artistic the, the performance in the program, etc., etc. Well, of course, you're never going to get such high quality free of charge. You that, have to, to speculate a bit to accumulate. That's and why you, we need a lot of people to come along and support it. And you indicated about a thousand people can turn about up. a thousand people. John Cronin. And how many volunteers help with the operation? And when does the planning start? Well, the planning starts on the first of April, the year that the last opera finished. And that's what happened last year, um, because you need to book book people, book halls. Start. You need to book artists very early, because they are booked often. You know, two and three years ahead, uh, depending on where they're performing in the world, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And unless you've got a good artist, you don't have a good program, and your opera in the arboretum is not as successful. The whole point of the exercise is to raise money, raise funds for Rotary to be able to carry out its good work. And at the same time, offering people value for money. The tickets are very cheap at $70 full tickets. If you say, if you want to be a group booking over 10 or you are over the age of 65, you can get a ticket for $67 and young people can come free. Now, that's very, very reasonable for such a high quality high quality program. three hours of of uh, very pleasant atmosphere 
Okay, so it's enti- the organisers, like yourself, Russell Grove, are doing it on an honorary, voluntary basis. Yes, we're, I'm a Rotarian. Yes. I'm a member of the Woi Woi Rotary Club. And, you, and as we know, Rotarians don't get paid for anything. Of course, of course. And shouldn't yeah. expect to be paid either. That's, that's another very important point. Now, we're talking on community radio with you this afternoon. Yes. Is there a, li- a relationship between the local community radio station in your area? And, well, and the event? fortunately... Um, the local uh, Radio 50 Plus, uh, which is a large... It's community radio mm-hmm. still, but it's it's a much more entrepreneurial radio station on the Central Coast. Uh, they're supporting us as sponsors and giving us advertising, and we're running a competition for complimentary passes uh, for them in the hope that we'll get some sort of saturation. Good idea. We're using every medium we possibly can. Including Triple H this afternoon. Including Rotary Matters, because this matters to Rotary. Good. This this is a very big operation, and it reminds me much of the Bobo that we have here. Uh, Do you run it together with other Rotary clubs? We don't. It's always been done as a separate um, uh, club activity. All members of um, expected to be involved certainly on the day. Um, past history has had members not being particularly involved uh, in the planning stages of it because um, it, it's minute detail that you're looking at. You're making sure that people return your call in time to be able to get a deadline for advertising in the program because we also seek sponsorship from local businesses and we get very good sponsorship uh, from various organisations on the Central Coast. Um, I can tell you who some of our sponsors are. We're talking with uh, Russell Grove here from Woiwoi about opera in the Arboretum and it's uh, Russell's indicating strong local commercial support. Yes, local Volkswagen dealer. Uh, Etalong Diggers Club, Bendigo Bank, Brisbane Pr- Waters Private Hospital, Peninsula Vill- Village, Priceline Pharmacy in Woi Woi, uh, Campbell's Home Timber and Hardware, Canwa, uh, the piano uh, people, Acom Real Estate, Central Coast Realty, my, uh, my eye doctor, Okay. Okay. Thanks, Russell. Obviously, there's a lot of them, and we won't have time this afternoon to name them all. But I'm sure you're going to acknowledge them live on the day. Oh, certainly. At at the event itself, it's uh, Triple H 100.1 FM. Rotary Matters is a program. My name's Ian Stewart. Back after this. Tina Arena, poor thing, is in chains. But what a wonderful voice she has. It's Ian Stewart. It's Triple H 100.1 FM, and this is Rotary Matters. A couple of traffic announcements. Pimble, we've got traffic lights blacked out on Monavale Road and Telegraph Road. Um, Also in Pimble, Pacific Highway at Bobbin Head Road. These are busy intersections, so I'm really sorry if you're you're going through there at the moment. Um, And also in Kalara. 
at the Pacific Highway and Marion Street. There's a power failure and the traffic lights there are blocked out too. So not a good day to be on the main roads of Sydney. However, it is a good day to be at Triple H 100.1 FM listening to Rotary Matters, where our guest this afternoon has come all the way down from Woiwoi to talk to us about uh, uh, opera in the Arboretum. Uh, John, I, John Cronley, I think you had a question for Russell. Yes, indeed. What sort of support do you receive from local and or state government? Unfortunately, um, we don't have any state government grants. Are there uh, grants that you could apply for, just out of interest? There, there are grants, yes, which are available through the tourist destination... Uh, destination New South Wales. Yes, um, which is an entity, sort of a, a part... It's a government entity, yes, but it yeah. it's, operates separately uh, from, uh, from main state government. And, of course, you're, you're in competition with other local activities which encourage tourism. Mm. So nothing coming from them. But what about the local council? No, local council um, is quite strict in the way it, it, it presents its grant money. Any organisation which is fundraising, fu if it's a fundraising activity, most of their grants you're ineligible to apply for, which to my way of thinking seems extraordinary. Yes. Um, and the answer I'm, I get from that is, well, that's, that's what our policy is. My answer to that is, well, change the policy. I mean, here's an organisation which is trying to put benefit into the local community by its efforts at its own, at its own cost and surely some form of support from local government, even to go on their website as an activity is not allowable because they are not sponsoring the, the, the function. But do you know why it is short-sighted too, Russell Grove, is that um, there are tourists who will come for the day to, to the opera in the Arboretum. They're bringing money, they're spending money locally. That wouldn't be the case. So the council ought to be grateful uh, for that, don't you think? Yes, well, I would have thought so. I haven't given up on that, mm -hmm. but it does disappoint me somewhat. Do you know what I would do? I'd, make, I'd g give a free ticket to the mayor and the, um, the, the, the clerk of the, of the council and um, sit them in the front row as your guests, no, seriously, and uh, see if, you, if they would be responsive to a gesture like that. And have a look at what Karingai Council do. They're very generous. Yes, I, I think I think it's very short-sighted. Of course, to do that, you would be they would say you're trying to buy their you're trying to buy their favour. But I I will not give up. Mm. I mean, I and think the, the, the other thing. Sorry to interrupt you. Is that you, the money that you raise um, goes to the Rotary Club, which then spends that money providing services, some of which should be spent in the yes, local area. Hundred percent Rele relieving relieving the council of the responsibility for, for some of that work. So I think you've, uh, sorry to harp on about it, but I think you've got a, a case here to, to put to your councillors. And um, It's one of my little hobby horses <laughs> at the moment. I mean, for example, um, we are, one of our major funding this year is for Yumina Men's Shed. Now, men's sheds are a very important part of communities these days. And the Rotary Club is, is in, in Yamina, they're building a new men's shed and they're looking for all the support they Now, can. just for people who don't know what a men's shed is, can you just summarise, Russell Grove, what that is? Men's shed is it's an organisation an organization set up for older men, retired men, 
who perhaps don't belong to organisations, perhaps who don't play sport, uh, so don't have that opportunity for male interaction. And they can come along and they can do nothing, just talk, or if they're interested in uh, polishing and wood turning, they do that. If they're interested in uh, lathe work on machinery, uh, doing nuts and bolts, they do that. So they might um, contribute those skills or they might learn those skills yes, that's from right. fellow... Teach one another. ...fellows in the men's shed. Yes. So some of the funding that's raised through Opera in the Arboretum will find its way to support that. the Umina men's shed. See, if another, another thing is that uh, from uh, evidence I've heard, where men will go into that environment and talk about quite personal issues, health issues and that sort of thing. And a lot of men have found themselves actually seeking medical attention because they were talking to a fellow at the men's shed the other week who'd had a similar problem. He went to the doctor and they were able to fix him up to take away that that notion that men are either a bit of cowards when it comes to their health and be a rather private about whether or not they speak of it. But you see, what you're talking about is the way that the benefits of what you're doing at the Rotary Club percolate. Exactly. And and knock on throughout the community. The man in the men's shed who is now seeking medical help is no longer such a burden on the community as what I've asked been the case. Another another one of our funding, as I mentioned earlier, is the uh, $8,000 a year over five years for strings, young people playing strings at the conservatorium. So that is encouraging musical education and culture on the Central Coast, a group of young people who have talent, who may not be able to afford the fees for private tuition. They'll get private tuition for the first part of their course, get established, get their confidence, and then go on potentially to have great careers in the musical world. Lots of very, very good important. lots of very good reasons to go to opera yeah. in the Arboretum. <laughs> Um, we'll be back in a moment because I want Russell to tell us again where and when it is and how to how to get tickets. But first, uh, Triple H, 100.1 FM, the programme is Rotary Matters. With us is Russell Grove. We're talking about a fantastic cultural event that he and his committee are staging up at Pearl Beach. Um, now, Russell, uh, tell us uh, the date again. Saturday the 28th of March. And the time? 3 till 5.30, but get there early. Get your place on on your blanket. What's parking like? Parking is available through the village itself. It's a, with, you can imagine if you've got 800 to 1,000 mm. people driving into the village, it's, you'll find a parking space, but you just need to be orderly. And We do have an area, reserved area. And how do I book tickets? You book tickets online. If you Google Opera in the Arboretum 2020, it'll take you straight to the Try Booking site. If you go to Google Roy, uh, Rotary Club of Woiwoi, Uh, that will take you to the try booking site but you book them online, print off your ticket bring it on the day and you'll be given a wristband uh, to enter the site Excellent, so this is um, a significant project I assume for YY Rotary Club Um, It's our major project It's your major project One or two other things that you do? We do, it's interesting, sale of Christmas trees We make something like (coughs) $15,000 Excuse me About $15,000 a year for that. We also um, uh, run a trifecta, a Melbourne Cup. Oh, yes. These are traditional sorts of things. And that makes us about $8,000. Good, good. Uh, And we also support Pure Joy, 
which is a women's empowerment project in Uganda. And that's one of our beneficiaries this year. We're giving, setting aside $5,000 for them. So what happens at Pure Joy in Uganda? Pure Joy, they operate craft. They, they sow craft, basically. Mm-hmm. In Uganda? In Uganda and sell it to the local community. And we also sell it here locally okay. at the markets and that sort of thing. It's, uh, it's very colourful. So you're a distribution channel. In a sense, for, yes. For the craft. Because we started it off. You gave the women in Uganda the wherewithal. Yes, the, the, the know-how and perhaps some of the tools to make their own craft materials. Yeah, so bought sewing machines for them. Sewing machines. Bought cloth for them, taught them how to sew, taught them how to cut patterns. Now they're doing that themselves, so they're running their own cooperative. Purpose, how to run your own small business, how to manage, how to budget. <laughs> they're now going into hairdressing. Hairdressing is very important for Ugandan women. Mm-hmm. That will be wonderful business for them. Listeners, what you're hearing about this afternoon is another example of some of the very good work that Rotarians do. We heard earlier on about operating the Arboretum, which clearly takes place locally at Pearl Beach. But, you know, this um, uh, Pure Joy project where Rotarians have gone over to Africa, a developing part of the world, taken the skills, taken the resources to allow the locals to forge their own businesses and then to help them with the distribution back here of the craft that is made is just wonderful. And uh, I do congratulate you. Just a couple of other. Purple House this year is one of our major beneficiaries and Purple House relates to Indigenous people who are suffering kidney disease. It's established in Alice Springs and goes out from there. It's our district governor's special project this year, Purple House. And we're also giving money to the cerebral palsy research, which is very lacking in research money. Uh, We all know of cerebral palsy, but because there is no cure um, and unfortunately affects young people who have very short lives usually to live, uh, it doesn't, it's it's not a, it's not a sexy charity to donate to. I, I imagine there must be many causes and projects that you would like to support. Um, You've indicated some of them this afternoon. The more money that you raise, the more you'll be able to spread it around different communities to their benefit. Another jolly good reason to come to opera in the Arboretum. Well, as you see, Ian, they're basically local projects, national projects and international projects. Okay, Russell Grove, thank you so much for coming into the well, studio. It's my pleasure. And uh, we wish you every success with Opera in the Arboretum. Um, sounds like a wonderful afternoon. And um, Thank you so much for coming down and telling our listeners all about it. And very best wishes to you and your fellows at the Warboy Rotary Club. Well done. We look forward to seeing you all there. Thank you. Thanks so much. <coughs>